Hello? Hi. Good morning. What's up, y'all? Thanks for tuning in on episode number five. This is your host, Lainey, with Lainey's Freestyle Treasures. Today, we have a treat for y'all. Please give a warm welcome to our special guest, Alia. Am I saying that right, girl? Yes, you are. Alia is, is exactly how you say it. Good morning. Thanks. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on here. Oh, no, that's awesome. That's perfect. We're so um, excited to have you. Um, this is the business owner of House of Alia. And um, yeah, I love the business name, girl. Welcome. Um, so let's dive in. So please tell us who you are, a little bit about your background and uh, how you got started. Yeah, so um, my name is Alia and I live here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, my background is actually um, psychology and I worked in corporate human resources. Um, I had a couple of kids and I was doing part-time in HR. And then about nine years ago, I had my twin boys. And so there were, so I had four at home and we got into a business. We, we bought a pottery, pottery business, one of those paint your own pottery studios. Oh, that's just and, fantastic. Yeah. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun. And it was great to have young kids because they were involved with it. Um, and I actually have never explored an artistic side before then. Oh, okay. Um, so we have a pottery business and um, that got me started on acrylics and you know painting actually pottery um, and I did that and I felt that it was very calming, very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. It was something I did with my family right. a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of, um, you know, I knew that it was a break away from uh, HR but I also knew that focusing with little ones at home, I wanted something where I had a lot more um, schedule flexibility and right. if, they could be, if they could be involved, you know, that's definitely Perfect. another <laughs> yeah exactly child labor right <laughs> yeah <laughs> gotta work them young <laughs> gotta start gotta start apprenticing as soon as you can but no so we um we actually had a move to kingston ontario in canada um a couple of years into owning the business so we ended up wow. selling it because we relocated okay. um and it was through my husband's work we had an amazing opportunity and time and um the kids benefited tremendously from being exposed to um, you know, living outside of uh, their norm, which is Atlanta, and it was a two-year two opportunity. But I, what I started right before we left is painting furniture, and I think one of the most amazing things about this is that this business is mm -hmm. um, portable. I mean, when you do your own business, there's it's a tremendous amount of work, as you know. Correct. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Blood, blood, sweat, and tears. I like to call it my darling. All, all the time. All the time. And it's you know you have to motivate yourself. You have to set it up yourself. But Correct. what I found is when we moved from Atlanta to Canada is that I did have to start over with clientele and you know getting my word out, the word out. But painting was something that I could do in my studio from home again, and you know not rely on an employer or employees. I you know it's something I could still transport to another country even. And do it. I just had to learn, you know, where how the shipping logistics work and and so forth. And you know, so we were there in Kingston for two years, and then we moved back to Atlanta two years ago. And this whole time, I've been, um, you know, still working uh, doing House of Alia. And you know, again, when we moved back to Atlanta, it was the same thing. I had you know online social media platforms, and so the only thing that was different is that I was physically relocating to another country, to another city, but. Um, you know, social media makes it easy to stay connected with followers and people that are um, interacting with you, regardless of where they are. And so here we are, I guess this is maybe year six now. And um, yeah, so it's, it's been, exciting. It's, been, it's exciting. It's been 
like you said, it's been, you know, ups and downs and relocations and moves, but through it all, I think um, it's been, I mean, it's really kept me kind of afloat during this pandemic year for one. It's just, I think a lot of other artists uh, can kind of relate to that in some way. And so how with this whole pandemic, how is your business coping with that? Um, I was really, to be honest, in a little bit of a panic mode initially, because I thought, you know, we are all freaking out. Things are closing. Uh, How am I going to create? How am I going to sell? How am I going to stay afloat when there's so many uncertainties? Have you found you had to kind of pivot your business? Um, you know what, surprisingly, and maybe shockingly, um, I have, but in good ways, I found that I had to rely a little bit more on Etsy and shipping to increase the customer base outside of Atlanta. But um, I was very surprised to find that, and, and it's, it's not now that I think about it, it's not that surprising, but people are, because they're home now, they're spending more time right. home, they're spending more time yes looking at their four walls thinking, you know, why don't I do this? What, you know, for us personally, we've spent a lot of time in our backyard just doing projects and things that we'd put off because we're here and we use it and we look at it. So, um, so I think a lot of people with the pandemic, um, you know, there's been obviously a lot of down, uh, down points to it, but it's also people are living in spaces and, and wanting to make them look better and be decorate and organized. So that part has kind of been, you know, a bit of a blessing in disguise, I think for some of us. Uh, furniture uh, artist. That's amazing. No, exactly. You got some good key points there. Um, so with that, are you also on Etsy? I am on Etsy. Um, I started uh, a few years ago before we moved to Canada. Um, and I mean, I just been told that if you want to get your product um, to attract the right people, they might not be within a driving range, you're going to have to look out. And you know, that's what Etsy does. It kind of gives you a larger nationwide or international platform to advertise. Um, correct. And the beautiful part about Etsy, if I'm not correct, right, because um, how they bring the customers targeted to you. So that's a blessing in disguise. Exactly. Exactly. I think and you're dealing with customers who know what they're looking for. They know that there's a lot of time and labor and um, resources put into everything that we produce. So they're not questioning your, your price points. They're not haggling. And they understand that to get something from the place that's created to your space, it's got to be shipped. And, you know, there's a cost to that. So which, I'm really grateful that Etsy customers, um, you know, kind of are, are, know that background and you don't have to, you don't have to haggle with the pricing component. <laughs> which yeah. is beautiful, right? It like is. It is what it is. Exactly. exactly. No parting. <laughs> that, that's definitely one of the things that, you know, Etsy takes a headache out of. I mean, there's definitely, it's not an easy, it, no. it, it's not easy to, to, to always get sales on Etsy, but it makes part of the whole selling process a little bit more mainstream, uh, streamlined. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Correct. Correct. For sure. So what would you say, like, um, going forward with 2020, like what's been the most uh, trendy furniture finishes? Um, you know, I still see a lot of farmhouse, especially since I'm here in Atlanta. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people still like whites and neutrals and, you know, no doubt they and what's funny is those are hard for me to do. I, I feel like as always, yeah. right? I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you are the complete opposite the, because if you if you've seen my work, it's all um, very um modern right but at the same time it's very just all the neutrals right right i'm a little afraid when it comes to dabbling in color (laughs) well and you know the the good thing about that is there's just as many people liking every type of furniture as there is a number of artists painting those types so i do i do where i do see farmhouse i see for me i think people kind of um know now to expect things that are you know maybe more bright a little bit more 
um, not, uh, non-traditional. And so for me, I think when I do things that are very colorful or a little bit more out there, um, those seem to, um, you know, sell a little bit better for me. They may, they may not sell as quickly, but you know, I'm, I guess you have to find the specific niche that, that you're targeting. And then when you find it, then it's easier to kind of sell your, you know, off the paving road, um, brand. Exactly. Exactly. So like, so tell me like in your um, market, like what would you say is your like painting skill technique? Um, I would definitely say I've embraced all things boho, but not boho in the, in the sense. And I think boho, there's, there's a couple of different versions of it. One is, you know, maybe wicker and plants and, um, you know, um, woven things and, and you know, very naturalistic and those are beautiful that's not necessarily what my boho i think is um kind of different colors uh, lots of colors patterns yes your texture. work is absolutely gorgeous oh, thank, by the way thank and you it's so much. very vibrant thank right? you like it's very just it kind of speaks to you in a harmonized way <laughs> i really appreciate that i appreciate yeah, that you're very i um so i think for me it's definitely color and different uses of color maybe putting colors together that you normally wouldn't but have them flow in a way that's still not chaotic it's still soothing but uplifting and brightening if that makes sense um no it yeah. does for sure right and it's art right and everybody embraces it very different uh, definitely um I think that one of the pieces that I did this year that I ended up repeating maybe three or four times um, for people that liked what they saw is just an, an ombre of, of rainbow colors. And oh, that's amazing. And yeah. Just something that, you know, um, you might not see a dress when you see a dresser, it's, you wouldn't say this is Navy or this is green, but it's embraced right. the colors, but I like to do it in a way that blends the color. So even though you're running a yellow and a purple, it's, you know, smoothly blended and flowing so that it's, it makes you happy. Color makes, affects your mood. It can make you happy, but. Oh yeah. Right. 100%. It's the energy. The ener- right? Exactly. Energy. But it can be done in a way that number one, you know, is invigorating and, and it can also be a calming, you know, if you, color can create so many different moods, even using the same color, but with different techniques, I think you can invoke different emotions and feelings too. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask you, like, what do you think, like, your your favorite, most favorite alluring piece you've ever painted and why? Well, I think probably, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it definitely has a milestone moment attached to it. Um, It was a summer between moving from Kingston, Ontario, back to Atlanta. And I I was actually finishing up pieces. And, um, you know, I know I'd be doing some solid color ones. And and I, one day I was feeling very, very unmotivated to just open up a couple of colors and do it. And I remember saying, you know, we definitely have those moments as a painter, absolutely. right? It's like pausing. Absolutely. <laughs> it's kind of like a writer's block. And, Correct. and I remember thinking, you know, I don't have a plan for this and I don't want to think about it. I'm just going to use all these colors that I like. And, and, and I did. And I used gold foil and silver foil. And it was um somebody described it later as kind of like um, a painting that's been done in a graffiti fashion. And so that one piece, it started with like a charcoal base, but I used a lot of bold maroons and greens and blues. And then I used gold and silver foil. And I had so much fun doing that. And uh, it it was very freeing and and very surprisingly, it was met with um, very positive feedback. And I was like, you know, 
I, if you don't go in with a plan and you're going off the radar and some, you know, sometimes if you just do that and trust what your, uh, your instincts are, trust in God, I always say that, that too, um, just go free, go off the beaten path. I think that moment when I kind of just did whatever I literally felt without a plan was, was led to the peace that kind of started the beginning of this, um, boho movement for me, I think. That's beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. So how many hours exactly did that take you? That took me more. I'm not going to, and not in terms of hours, it took me weeks because literally that one piece, I'd done it um, in a very, I remember doing it in a base of charcoal. I finished it. I sealed it. And then I looked at it again and I just was not feeling like this was, I, I wasn't happy. So I redid it. So it took, it took a period of maybe two or three weeks. And then at the end of it is when I started just kind of, letting go with colors and, and, and came to something that I was like, this is not a really, it's not, it's not a scene. It's not anything I've done before, but it's, it's a mesh of colors. And it was just what I was feeling. And I think after a couple of weeks, I felt like, you know, I think I've added to it and I'm, this is a good stopping yeah. place. And that's uh, kind of how, you know, the movement into using lots of color was started. It's amazing. And what matters is at the end of the, you know, the finished product is that you're happy yeah. and it brings you joy and positivity. I agree. Right. So did you end up selling that piece? I did. I remember that um, I actually, that was the first piece and uh, that I sold through someone um, seeing it on Instagram and it went, it went to a house in Toronto. So I, so the plus was I didn't even have to carry it, you know, have it transported back to Atlanta. I was able to um, rehome it there in, a, in, in Toronto, which was kind of. That was a kind of a nice culmination for that project, the last project I did before moving back. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's amazing. So what got you in the eye exactly to come up with that business name? Um, I So when I did this, I you know, people have lots of names for, for um, lots of reasons for naming their businesses, what they do. Sometimes Because they're personal to them. Exactly. Right? So. Um, you know, sentimental. It's based on lots of things. I was struggling with it. And... On one hand, I wanted something unique, and on the other hand, I didn't want. I wasn't when I started. I wasn't ready to say, "Guys, I'm not really doing HR. I'm actually creating. I'm an artist." <laughs> I was scared. To, you were tired about crunching in those numbers. <laughs> I was, but I wasn't ready to to announce publicly that I am trying to be an artist because, you know, that that's terrifying. Right. Well, because also, too, as artists, we get a lot of backlash, too, right? Because of it. Oh, an entrepreneur. Like, you know, you sit at home eating bonbons right. all day, right? Like, what are you right. doing up there? Right? You know, I wasn't sure that it would be taken seriously right away. Um, but then I had a friend, and I do have to give her a shout out. She's like, why not just, I mean, if you're going out there, and you're the one doing it, and it's your style, just go out there and just call it the House of Alia. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Oh. Um, it's got to wow. ring. God bless yeah. your heart. I was like, That's amazing. I, you know. I, I felt like she pushed me towards it and I'm glad I did because, you know, it's kind of right. easy to remember. If you remember me, then it's easy to get to my page and whatnot. So that's how the, <laughs> the name was born. No, that's amazing. That's absolutely wonderful. Like your work is just, you know, when I think of House of Aaliyah, I think like it's glam. It's, you know, it's today. It's like you walk in to like, um, it's like a stance, like uh, alluring, you know, when you open up like the gate. I really appreciate and, like, that. Bam. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been, welcome, a, it's, right? like, it's been a really fun journey and met so many extraordinary people. I think I met you while we were in, while I was in Canada and kind of, uh, we've been both following one another's journey since. It's kind of nice to have that network that you 
grow and progress with and you know right exactly girl like community is everything and I think in today's world we need so much sunshine and positivity and really to just bring each other up and to know that you don't have to nail each other down because we're all in competition with each other nonetheless like your success is my success right so dive in it's a big tool right and it's amazing to be a part of that and to bounce ideas off of each other it just, it adds so much value. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've learned so many things, not just by doing it on my own, but also uh, reaching out to people that I've considered, you know, mentors in the field. It's, um, you know, there's, oh, yeah, everyone's beautiful. a Who would you say that's your biggest mentor? Um, you know, I don't have just one. I admire a lot of different artists for a lot of different things. Um, some I admire and follow because I've noticed that their branding and their social media presence or their business acumen is something that, you know, I'm just very inspired by in some life goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, there's not just one person. I've got several artists that I admire because um, the way they uh, create pieces, I'm just really in awe of. And then there's some that yeah. I followed because um, they really inspired me to kick up my staging game because I've, you know, they've, they've, that's yeah. another thing. It's all about the staging, right? So let's just dive Absolutely. into that. Yeah. I mean, staging is one of those things where, you know, I look back at some of my, I was looking at a picture from 2015 and it's taken in my garage and it's very obvious that it was taken in my garage, <laughs> you know, and I didn't. Of all right. places. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff is done, not in your main living space, but when, but you know, when you up your staging game, you don't want to display it as being in your garage and so you learn you learn about lighting and photography and staging and props and you know it's yes it all comes together right it gives you that bam bam pow yeah feeling and it really upscales it takes a you know a blah piece but yet that's maybe bold and beautiful like yourself right and then you just it's that that extra right and and it's amazing to see how it plays a psychological role in the marketing because you can have something, yeah, you can have something um, done beautifully, but if it's not presented in a way that makes someone think, Hey, I can see this in my room or my house, or I can see how I could use it. If you're not appealing to that, then you're not going to grab someone's attention the way that you otherwise might should be doing so. That's yeah. correct. And you're not going to um, bring in the right, right buyers too, right? You're going to bring in those Nancy people who want to lowball, right. right? So that's not like what we are right. all about. You you definitely want to attract an, a clientele that understands that you're pricing things for a reason because of what went into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's hard work. It's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, I know a lot of it seems glamorous on social media because we often are showing right. like the glamorous end result, but there's lit. But we're hot messes up in here, girl. Mo- we're hot most messes. of the time, yes, it's <laughs> it is a lot of hard physical and uh, intense labor. labor. It's a lot of um, marketing. It's a lot of behind the scenes um, to get it posted and printed and, and out there. It's just yeah, and, and you know, with most of us doing this, we have to learn all these things as we go. It's not obvious stuff. You have to learn technology. You have to learn editing you know yes it's it's fun but it's not it's not a piece of cake either <laughs> no no but I like painting and having my cake and right. it too. <laughs> definitely 
but it is a growing market and there's still you know tons of room tons of like we're constantly keeping up with the trends and that's what I love like about coming together and really kind of thinking outside the box and spending multiple hours and hours right just in agony (laughs) trying to come up with like an aesthetic appearance right that really um oops your brand because it's all about the branding yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a really big treat. Like, I mean, I I started I started so young, right? And uh, it was just like, wow. Like, I mean, I started in um, Canada, but Barrie, Ontario, and in those days, right? I mean, it, it was just you know not too many have heard of furniture refinishings and all that kind of stuff. But now we're labeled as like furniture artists, right? So it's like, oh, we actually have like a title. yeah. And I think you hit on a really good point is that um you can be someone who paints furniture and you know, you can, uh, which is fine. You can, you know, maybe you, you, you paint it just like you paint a wall or you match other things in your home, or you can be someone who is conscientiously and there's not, there's no, nothing uh, negative or derogatory about that at all. But I think that's different from someone who is intentionally creating art, um, you know, Correct. who's looking at uh, a piece of furniture literally as a canvas. Um, something that, that, that'll be in a room that'll be used, but also, um, you know, will bring, um, fo- it will also serve as a statement piece and bring whoever looks at it, you know, a little bit of, you know, of, of wonder and enjoyment by looking at it. So I'm, you know, furniture artist, artistry, it's, it, it is really nice to be known for that to be an actual field that's acknowledged and understood now. Exactly. And you find it, it's like, it's more aware. You know what I mean? Like you still have people like, I mean, I would say the demographic is the men. <laughs> what is a furniture right. artist? You know? So, I mean, it kind of, it's nice because it opens up new doors. It opens up more windows, right? For um, getting the knowledge yeah. out there and making it understood, you know, that art is not in just in um, creativity and emotion. It's in um, a lot more, you know, like with furniture is I noticed it's not just plain Jane. No, right. More. Like it's really like the sky's wow. the limit really. Yeah. Um, right. Like if furniture has become more exotic and vibrant and just more that, you know, now you've got, would you bend molds? You've got, um, <laughs> you know, like all kinds of different techniques and it just makes everyone significantly different and special from the next Definitely. furniture artist. Absolutely. And it's nice that everybody has like their own set of eyeballs (laughs) and their own niche and, you know, and just kind of like working it together. And what would you say, like, would have been the most like um, cons about painting furniture? Um, The cons you said? Um, I think a little bit of that is, yes, it's becoming more popular, but, um, you know, the, the competition definitely has grown because there's, there are a lot of other artists there. There are a lot of people who, who try to do this and then, realize it's a lot more work than they had thought and um and right. then, so you know you're, there's a lot of competition there's um uh, you know social media makes it so that you can reach so many more people but it, all those people are also getting information from that many more other sources so you have to kind of compete with um all being put out there by um people on social media and other sources so i think um probably the fact that they're just finding your market in sometimes a saturated market. That's, you know, that, that's definitely a hurdle. Um, and for me, yeah, for me personally, I think that, 
um, and it's true of probably any kind of artist or a writer, is sometimes you get a hurdle just out of nowhere when you're like, you know, I just, I'm not feeling driven. I don't have a, a vision for this today. I don't, you know, if you don't feel really excited to dive in and create something, it's, you can't really make yourself. So, yeah. So Correct. I think it's important to take breaks when you yeah, learning is uh, is yeah. power, right? And so is experimenting and really just honing in and getting in there and getting your Definitely. hands dirty. And sometimes that's good. And sometimes you have to take a break from it and say, um, you know, until I am inspired or, or, or I need to turn my, I need to turn off for a minute or two and walk away so that when I come back, right? I can be. Yeah, and just go sit on a beach and drink your your mango. Sometimes you have <laughs> and come back. Sometimes later. You have to, that's exactly all it takes. And then when you come back in, it's you'll you know you might get a surge that you, a, a boost of enthusiasm that you did not have before. And correct. And when you go traveling too, like right, like there's so much culture too. Like if you embrace the world, right, and you look because there's architecture there's you know different type of um definitely colors there's it's interior design and that kind of obviously collaborates and you know has to do with the whole um aesthetics of the painting that's very true that's very true you have to kind of look outside your own area unfortunately we've all kind of frozen in time a little bit with with traveling but i guess virtual virtually pandemic traffic (laughs) i mean virtually you can kind of look into other cultures and in in you know what you said about architecture is amazing you get on pinterest and if you've got you know something in mind patina or arches or whatnot right. you can you can go educate yourself and be transported away from home to get some more um you know some more fuel to to ignite what you're trying to create that's exactly a exactly amazing point of view that's that's great so what are the um pros in the furniture industry um it's it's for me personally it's so fun it's um ah therapeutic you know it's it's just it's just yes yeah it's it's like you're creating and you know i feel so so fortunately blessed that you know there are other people that take what i've created and you know actually want to just make it part of their own home so i'm creating and then i get to share it and that's an extraordinary extraordinary positive it is. feeling it really is. yes i mean right not just being yeah you know otherwise it's kind of you can't just endlessly create pieces of furniture and, and you know keep them all yourself so um i think it's just very very lifting to be able to um put um, uh, just relax by using color and creating something and in you know there's just it's kind of ideal uh, on its best day and, and in the best way it's just kind of amazing to be able to create and enjoy it and then be able to share it as well absolutely absolutely girl so uh why what is one one fact about you a personal fun fact Um, hmm. well i people that know me close know this but probably none of the people that follow me my absolute favorite band in the entire world is u2 i love 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 them i've seen them Yes. Really? Um, I listen to them a lot when I'm painting. Um, I actually, when we lived in Canada, I saw them once in Toronto and then once in Montreal. Yeah. Oh, so that was amazing. Um, I've seen them a couple of times in Chicago. Um, yeah. All things you two for maybe three decades now. And they're kind of my constant um, uh, go-to. Yeah. Go-to. 
Yeah, because music is very yeah. therapeutic, right? Like, I don't know about you, like, when I'm painting and getting all lyrical with the words, I, I'm getting into it, right? And that's kind of like where you're in that. Yeah, you know, definitely. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. you're, you're creating with, you're using your creativity and your mind, and then you're listening to something that motivates you. So it's all kind of, you know, that's kind of creates my experience, my environment from when I can actually produce something, you know, in, in the best way possible for me. Oh, for sure. 100%. So, hey, listen, so what um, words that are inspiring can you give to our listeners? In um, all of this and to other, to other people that are doing this or in general or who? Yeah, I would say to speaking to um, people that are in the painting industry that are maybe novices, uh, people that um, have an artistic side that are afraid to uh, utilize and expand their creativity yeah. or they're worried about what people will say, think, yeah. you know, that type um, of vibe. Well, I would definitely say something that um, is very freeing is to realize that if you create something, you're, there's no right and there's no wrong. And when you really don't just say that, but you understand it, then you could just create and not have that fear. I mean, if you paint something and you think, you know, oh my gosh, this looks you just paint over it. Um, and I think that's important. And, and, and lots of people in this industry, it's not uncommon to repaint things. I mean, sometimes we all paint something and it sits for a while. Um, it, it hasn't gotten the attention that you might have initially thought that it would. And yeah, so repainting, sure. is, there's nothing wrong with it. It's recreating. Yeah. And that's kind of, no. yeah. And that, that's one Absolutely. of the beauties, I think, with this um, form of, of art is that, um, you could do it again and again and again until you feel like it's something that speaks to you the way that you wanted it to. So I think, you know, advice wise, just try it. If you see a technique or you see a piece or you follow a YouTube video and you're curious, just give it a go. Um, if it doesn't work out, you know, just you could do it over or you could change it. You can. There's no, nothing that would be lost by you trying something. And I, and I think people... Another helpful thing to know is that everyone who's doing this now didn't, I mean, we all mm -hmm. have a learning curve. We all mess up. We all, yes, we're absolutely. Always learning. Definitely. Nobody's perfect. Always, Imperfection is beautiful. Absolutely. Right? And, and it's not all about what you see as a final product. Everybody goes through ups and downs and try things 100%. that didn't work. And, you know, if you want to try it, just do it. Just go for it. You will, you're not going to let anyone Correct. down. Exactly. No, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Elia, for joining us. Uh, let's wrap this up, folks. Um, House Elia, uh, you're super talented. You've been a gracious guest host, and uh, you're continuing to inspire the world with your mad painting skills and creations uh, you bring to the table. With that, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. So can you please tell us where people can find you, where we can harass Absolutely. you on the social Absolutely. media platforms? And thank you so very much for, for bringing me onto your show. You know, I followed you and we, we've spoken over the years and I'm very honored and humbled uh, to be asked to do this. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, yes. Oh, you're um, so, so welcome. I'm on Instagram and on Instagram, I'm House of Alia, but it's House period of period Alia. So um, I'm on Facebook, also House of Alia. I have a shop on Etsy and um, I have a new website that's uh, www.houseofalia.com where I'm trying to do some blogs and videos and also um, have my uh, pieces there for uh, browsing and, and purchasing as well. 
And um, it's, it's been an honor. I really appreciate this opportunity. It was great chatting with you. Woohoo! That's amazing. Oh, I'm so you. proud of you, girl. I am so proud of you, you know, and I hope that we can be blessed enough and have you in on another um, show. That would be phenomenal um, on that. That's amazing. On that note, if you thought this episode was informative, please subscribe to my podcast channel. Leave me a charmed review on what you thought and what you may want to see more of in the future from me. Also, make sure to go follow me over on Facebook at Laney's Restyled Treasures. And you can also feel free to visit my website of all my furniture available creations for sale at www.laney'srestyledtreasures.com. And to add to that note, I also ship furniture pieces all over Canada. Remember, grab a paintbrush, make it your mission to create something great today, and have a five-year day. Keep smiling. Love you guys. God bless.